I asked and I prayed that God gave me some clarification why I might be going through this. And I just wanted to get better. And it's always been my prayer to get better. But, you know, the mental illness, it's a, it's a chronic disease. So some days you have good days, some days you have bad days. And there's always going to be triggers in your life that can bring it back again. If I didn't have the church or if I didn't have God, I would have been lost a long time ago. I wouldn't have been able to control this on my own. Hello, welcome to the Faith and Family Podcast hosted by the tired but inspired moms. We are four Christian moms from the Church of Christ, Iglesia Ni Cristo. I'm Mariel Gutierrez and joining me on this podcast are my very good friends. I'm Bernie Rosquitas. I am Emmerich Haro. And I'm Jewel Buenavista. Today we're going to talk about postpartum depression. It's a thing. Many of us go through it, some milder than others, but it's real and it happens. Cool. We're going to hold ha- Are we going to hold hands together virtually? Yes. Virtual like, hands. Dis- social distance holding hands as we, holding we talk you about more. this. Yeah. yeah. So on this podcast, you will learn, you will learn about the ways to cope with it, how to support someone who's going through it. And we'll also hear from a mom of two who fought her way through it with professional help prayer and her faith. You know, sometimes this is called baby blues and it's normal. About one in five women experience this. Um, I mean, I was always happy. I was always, I was always a positive person growing up. And with my first, with my first child, I remember having these crazy, crazy thoughts that it would make me cry. And then I finally read, you know, I would keep it to myself because they were such horrible thoughts. I didn't even share it with my husband, Harmony. But one day I was reading that book, um, What to Expect in Your First Year. And it said in there, if you um, if you have thoughts, something along these lines, if you have thoughts, um, of maybe throwing your 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 baby out the window or something, it is completely normal. Oh, and when I read that, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I started crying because I was having these crazy thoughts. Like, oh, like why would I have these kinds of thoughts? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and I shared it with Harmony. I was crying to him, and I didn't I didn't realize that's what. I maybe I did have postpartum depression and not realize it, but it definitely was. I was definitely not myself. Uh, I wasn't sure if I had that either. Okay. I didn't really realize if I was depressed, but um, mm-hmm. I'm looking here at the symptoms now and maybe let me see if I could check off these symptoms. Um, it's been a while, but you know, it is a vivid memory of when I was a first mother. So experiencing low mood or being restless. Okay. Check. Yep. Yes. Um, yes. Yep. <laughs> Being sad or overwhelmed. That's yes. Double check. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Feeling guilty or worthless. Mm. Okay. Check. Maybe. Yep. Uh, easy fatigue. Easily fatigued or being irritable. Check yes, and too check. Irritable. <laughs> Crying easily and too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, withdrawing to staying away. Uh, from family and friends. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, feeling hopeless. Feeling like you're not sure how to, this is going to get better. 
Yes. Um, okay. Eating too much. Yeah. <laughs> or refusing to eat. Mm. <laughs> okay. Am I? Yeah, wait. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> One or the other. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think they're both. Yes. Um, yeah. Sleeping too much or having trouble sleeping. Um, so taking a look at that list, I could probably check off more than half of those things. So maybe I was experiencing postpartum depression and just, just slugging it off as like, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I think some of it, sometimes like, um, especially after birth, a lot of the, these things on this list, mm -hmm. you right. shrug off as like, well, I just had a baby. I just you know? gave. Yeah. Yes, so yes. you're like, of course I'm tired. You know, of mm -hmm. course, like I feel weird because. Right. Yes. I just had a baby. So, right. but I, I remember for myself, I didn't think beyond that. I just mm -hmm. thought like, yeah, I'm sad because maybe because I don't feel like myself or, you know, or I feel tired Definitely. just, yeah, I just, yeah. I kind of just, um, tacked it on to just having had a baby. That was it. I think I'm reading, yeah. I'm reading some of this and it sounds like it like a Monday. Right? <laughs> like now. Now, right? Like, today. like that yesterday. Yeah. So oh, no. Oh, no. yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know what? Thankfully for us today, um, and I wish I had this when I just had a baby, but yes. for us today, we we got advice from a clinical psychologist, a fellow mom friend, Dr. Sydney Fontanares, uh, and she shares some of the ways that we can manage postpartum depression. Hmm. Seriously. Wish I had this list, you know, um, when yes. I was um, I'm giving ready birth to hear and stuff. Y'all ready? Okay. Yes. So, um, number one on her list is to develop support. Um, it's not uncommon, you know, um, it, it's like postpartum depression is not uncommon. So, it helps to hear from other um, women that have gone through it or mm -hmm. other moms. Maybe they're not talking about it, but if you open up, uh, they'll yes. be like, yeah. Me too. You know, um, other moms can be your greatest source of strength. And I feel yep. like I have that with you guys, you yes. know? Yes. Um, I definitely had my go-to people that really yes. helped me. Mm -hmm. And I think oh, that maybe yeah. that helped me not realize I mm. was experiencing postpartum. That's a, yeah, that's a way to look at it. Yeah. Because but, I did have support. And, you, you know, know, what's interesting about that is that maybe like when you're together in that support group, you don't have to label it, right? Yeah. Everyone just yes. understands like, yes. we know what this is. And so we know how to help you. And they yes. just kind of band together um, with that goal. Mm -hmm. um, but that's awesome that you guys had support. All right. So number two, number two on her list, right? She says to make simple lifestyle adjustments. Uh, you know, taking care of your baby includes taking care of yourself. Yes. Dr. Yes, Sydney Fontanares totally. was saying, you know, don't pressure yourself to just do everything all at once. Right. Um, do what you can and then leave the rest for another time, yeah. which mm. again, you know, I know Easier it's hard said to... than done. Exactly. Because there's always a list, right? Yes. There's a list. And then like, it's not like you can just take off anything from that list and be like, oh, we'll feed them tomorrow or, like, mm -hmm. or right? we'll wash the onesies another time, you know, but you know, like the poop explosions, you're going through like 50 a day. So um, yeah, it's hard, but I think that it is worth um, exploring, right? Yes, it's worth exploring. Definitely. Yeah. And so her third, um, you know, advice for us was to seek professional help and discuss like the symptoms. No harm in that. Right. Um, right. And then just know that the symptoms don't last forever. They're mm -hmm. temporary and they're treatable. And you keep asking for help until you can find the care you need. Yeah, that's 100 that's right important, there. Right? I know. You have I to wish, I wish yeah. I had, you know, someone yeah. tell me that. 
um, when I was younger. But I do love the way that she says, like, the symptoms don't last forever and that they're treatable. Um, But I think the question is, what happens when the symptoms last longer than expected? Uh, Right? So right right now, we're going to hear about the inspiring struggle of Irma Jackson. She's a mama too, a nurse, who on top of the stress of being a medical professional, um, she's dealt with the loss of her dad. Um, And this is all while trying to manage her postpartum depression. Wow. So it's a lot. It sounds like a lot. Um, But let's, let's have a listen and see how she got through it. Please stick around to the end of the podcast because Brother Jeff DeGia will tell us what the Bible has to say about grief and depression. My name is Irma Jackson and I am a nurse case manager. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety probably about 2014, um, but I had the symptoms in 2013. Uh, I expected there to be baby blues, which is a normal thing for people after they have a child because their hormones uh, readjust. When I had the symptoms, uh, because I didn't get any validation from my family that I disclosed it to, not the not feeling right, uh, I tried just living with it from this uneasy feeling, and then slowly my behavior started to change, and uh, that's where I reached out for help from a professional. Um, it was probably. You know, day after day, I would find out, I would feel uh, overwhelmed. Sometimes depression has different faces, and the way it came out for me was um, anxiety. And I felt debilitated, like I couldn't drive in the car with my child in the back seat because her cry would trigger me, and that would create this anxiety where I, I felt like I couldn't move. And I had fast breathing, so th- I had uh, physical signs and symptoms of something I really couldn't put my finger on it because I've never experienced it before. Uh, I went to a few of those group therapies, which helped to realize I wasn't alone. I asked and I prayed that God gave me some clarification why I might be going through this. And I just wanted to get better. And it's always been my prayer to get better. But, you know, the mental illness, it's a... It's a chronic disease, so some days you have good days, some days you have bad days, and there's always going to be triggers in your life that can bring it back again. And um, it happened when my um, my father died um, from a cardiac arrest in February 2017, and then my grandfather dying July of 2017, and then um, giving birth to my child, uh, my second child, unemployed. And so those triggers became too much for me to handle. Hope is so important when you're going through depression because no matter how many loving people there might be surrounding you and supportive people surrounding you, you still feel hopeless. And so that hope gives you the motivation to wake up the next day and live your life every moment even if it takes every moment to have the motivation to get through it. That hope is is what keeps you going. When I heard Cardwardo talk about depression, I felt like I could breathe. 
I actually felt like he knows and the, and the brethren will know that this is something that's normal and should be accepted because uh, for people like me, we need help and we need the support of our community. And so, uh, again, hearing that in the lesson about depression, about hopelessness, uh, it did give a form of validation to say, hey, it is something real, it's not just me, it's not just in my head, I'm not crazy. If I didn't have the church or if I didn't have God, I would have been lost a long time ago. I wouldn't have been able to control this on my own. Um, I'm reminded of the worship services that um, when we're weak, God's the strongest and that God will never give anything to us that we can't handle. And so I, I have full faith in the fact that this is just going to make me stronger and ready for um, Judgment Day. Wow. Um, well, we're so thankful that Irma shared that story with us. Um, while it's heartbreaking, I'm I'm really happy that she's getting better and she's found ways to cope. Um, yes. Yeah, especially like with, you know, the verses that we get in worship service. Um, and I remember the lesson that she actually was referring to about mm -hmm. um, Brother Eduardo Vimanalo referencing depression and how to cope with it, right? And I, I'm sure you all remember it as well, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I do like how she um, referenced that um, hearing that in the worship service, like mm -hmm. validates her feelings. Right. And, yeah. um, and, and that's so strong, right. To, to know that, okay, someone knows what I'm going through and, and, you know, isn't just tossing it aside saying, no, you're not depressed. Everything's gonna be okay. But so they recognize it and, and we right. hear it and then, um, and it's, you know, there's hope for it, you know? So, uh, that that was um, uplifting to hear her talk about that, and I do remember those services and and feeling strengthened from them um, when he would uh, mention depression and read the verses that would help us through it. I remember the worship service. I cried. I had two mm. handkerchiefs, <laughs> a towel. Did you have? A oh, towel? It was yes. because you know, <laughs> and and and, it, it, and like you like you know what everybody is saying. It's like thank goodness we we have that spiritual side where we can kind of like, God, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. right. This and burden? I don't know. Can you yeah. help me right. with yeah. this? And then <laughs> it makes it, you know, like it makes it feel like every burden you go through has a purpose in your right. life. You know, like in every worship service, you feel that because, um, I mean, yeah, and it's been said many times, even before the pandemic, but then like, mm -hmm. um, he really emphasized it, you know, um, in those services about depression where, where you do know that every, everything you go through has a purpose. Right. Well, so now, like what we said, this isn't uncommon. So if you know someone from our, our listeners out there, if you know someone who's going through it, Dr. Sydney also provided us with ways we can support our friends or family members. And uh, this is it's a short list, but still it, it helps a lot. Uh, number one, listen to her. Mm. Listen to them. Don't ignore her feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, instead, listen and show her that you're there for her. And by being there for her, by being there for your friend, your sister, your homegirl, all that, mm -hmm. and trying to understand what she's going through or without judging or invalidating her feelings, right? Yeah, because your job, your job isn't to make those emotions disappear, right? It's because right. sometimes we don't know the, the words to say and all that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but it's to make her feel heard 
Right. You know what? That's one of the things I really don't like is when people try to solve things for me. Mm -hmm. My husband will attest to that. (laughs) 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 But um, it's true, though, right? Like it goes a long way if you just someone you just feel like, okay, he heard me or she heard me or my Mm -hmm. friend heard me and um, and I'm safe and I'm safe to have expressed that feeling. You're not expecting, you know, you I'm not looking for advice. Sometimes right. you're just not looking. Sometimes, can I just cry with you? Can you cry with mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. number two, help with housework before they ask you, oh, which, which I've different. done, which I've done. <laughs> I, I've like gone to like my girlfriend's house, uh-huh. you know, and um, I was like, oh, I just want to say hi to the baby. Then I kind of yeah. started looking at you, girl, there's, you know, there's like a, there's a basket full of baby clothes. I need yeah. to, I, I got, and like while she's talking to me, She's like, no, you don't need to do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just keep talking. I'll fold. You talk, I fold. Oh, you know. No, 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 and no. without even asking, I just grab it, whatever. Just fold. Do I need to fold your husband's underwear too? I don't know. <laughs> I'll do it. Whatever you want me to I'm do. Take girl. out the trash. Which, which and, you want me to, you know, just the, and it's just the little things. And those little things help. Like, you know what? I wipe the counter for you. Yes. It's, you know, those little, without even asking, what do you want me to do? Just do it. Bernie, right. my son is 20, but you know what? You can come over and help me. <laughs> I think I'm going through some stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, number three, encourage them to take time for self-care. Yes. Right? yes. Breaks are a necessity because fatigue is a big major contributing factor to some yes. worsening symptoms. I, th- I feel like it's a sensitive subject when someone yes. will tell you you need self-care. Mm-hmm. So I would tread lightly, but also I think to just remember like also f- to make them feel safe that, yeah. um, girl, it's only like 10 minutes. Let's go do our nails, you know, or like, right. you know, let's just go for a walk real quick, you know, or mm-hmm. instead of someone just telling me like, you need to take care of yourself. That that would yeah. have been, you know what I mean? Those are two completely different things. Those are two different things. Right. 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 So please yeah. don't. I think I, I'm just, I'm just speaking for myself at least. Like I would have not liked someone to just say, Hey, you should brush your hair or like, right? or like did you take yeah. a shower? Did you? Yeah. When was the last time you took a shower? I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I like I that you um, differentiated that. Right. Cause that's yes. number three, encourage them to take self-care. That doesn't yeah. mean tell them to take right. self-care. Right. That means exactly. like, you know, like offer to babysit or mm-hmm. go do self-care with them. You know, like yeah. I like that you said that, like that's, that's good for us to know. Yes. Right? <laughs> I may have gone to my sister-in-law and been like, girl, you need to brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay, got it. Oh, no. Thank you. Uh, next one is celebrate her successes. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. infants can't tell you, mom, thank you for feeding me. You did great. Right. You, know, but, <laughs> you know, but the person who recognizes her achievements, whether it's big or small. Well, I, I, I wish... that I had this, well, maybe I had the list, but you know, when, when reality hits, it's like the list kind of goes up the window. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. It's like, uh, right. When it does, if, if you were on fire, they say stop, drop and roll. Right. Yeah. Really think about that. No, your instinct is to scream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I seriously, like now I feel like Man, I could I could be an awesome mom like if I started over again because you know wow. you've gone through it like on my list. 
party. No, but to all your moms, I mean, to all the moms out there, you can overcome this, mom, seriously. Yeah. And really, really, above all, pray and have faith in God. You know, this is, God created us this way. So to him, this is nothing new. He really just yeah. wants us to go to him more, you know? So, right. yes. Right. And he Amen has the answers, that. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for all our listeners out there, just remember, my listeners, my friends, you know, my girlfriends out there, you're going to be fine. You know, we're tired, but we're also inspired, right? Yes. We've got each other and we've got our faith. Now, let's hear some advice coming from the Bible with Minister of the Gospel, Brother Jeff DeGia. Without a doubt, the mom's struggle is definitely real. Parenthood is a challenge and can even be susceptible of, of feeling pain. You know, pain to the extent like there is no solution. But even God's past servants experience similar situations, like what's written in Jeremiah 8.18. The prophet Jeremiah said, I quote, My grief is incurable. My heart is sick. So we must remember that grief and pain is a part of life, even as God's chosen people. But are they really incurable? What should one do when possessing an illness? I quote James 5.14 down to 15. It states, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. May we believe in God's healing power through the instrumentality of his church elders, the deacons and deaconesses and ministers. May we place our complete trust and faith by calling or asking the church elders to pray and anoint us with oil. But what if the pain is too hard to bear? It's so severe or depressing. Should we lose hope? Would these terrible feelings last forever? Absolutely not. I'll read the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ for the members of His church here in John chapter 16, verses 20 and 22. I quote, I can guarantee this truth. You will cry because you are sad, but the world will be happy. You will feel pain, but your pain will turn to happiness. Now you're in a painful situation, but I will see you again. Then you will be happy, and no one will take that happiness away from you. Our Lord Christ guaranteed us, yes, quote, You will cry because you are sad. You will feel pain. He also said, But your pain will turn to happiness. This is eternal happiness. When? He said, when he will see us again. In other words, on his return. So to receive this true happiness, we must learn to endure, just as he did, even moments where it seems impossible to resolve. You know, but others might wonder and ask, well, how am I supposed to survive during the now? Others may say, I don't know how much longer I can take it. Well, what does God invite his listeners to this podcast to do? Whenever we're deeply saddened, feeling lost, and, and don't know what to do. Maybe even have thoughts such as anger or depression. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 5, 7 and 10, I quote. Tell God about all the things that make you sad or afraid or angry. Give your thoughts about those things to Him and let them remain with Him. Do this because you matter to Him. You will have trouble and pain for a short time. But after that, 
God, who is so completely kind, will make everything right. God has caused you to be united to Christ so that you will live with Him always. You will live with Him in the beautiful place where He lived, and God will make you completely as you should be. He will make you strong so that nothing can ever stop you believing Him. What is God's promise to us members of the church, those that have been united to our Lord Jesus Christ? Never forget that we matter to God. The Lord God loves us so much. So when we are sad or in pain or afraid, remember He's inviting us now to tell Him. Tell Him about all those things. If a friend or a family member who loves us with all their heart is willing to be there for us when we're feeling low, well, even more so our Lord God. That's why it's a command we're constantly taught to never stop praying. What's God's guarantee that we can expect? I quote, God who is so completely kind will make everything right and God will make you completely as you should be. He will make you strong so that nothing can ever stop you believing Him. So any of us feeling down will never neglect attending the worship service because that's where God promised to pour His immense power, which is the strength we need. And when we're attending the worship services, pray and keep praying and tell Him all that we're going through because He promises to hear and answer our prayers we render especially during our worship services. Additionally, we mustn't discount the medical resources that are available to us. We know God also utilizes medicinal or prescription drugs and professionals and experts in the medical field. Well, we hope that all of you benefited from this podcast. Praise and glory be to the Almighty God. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Brother Jeff Deguia.